When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates North Park, Illinois. On the Brown Bear Sports Network from Learfield IMG College, welcome to the Brown Bear Sports Report. Now, here's your host, Scott Cordishi. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Brown Bears Sports Report. I'm your host, Scott Credici. Glad you could join us. The Brown Bears Sports Report is brought to you each week by United Healthcare. You put care into everything that you do, United Healthcare does too. United Healthcare, health plans that care for you and your family every step of the way. See what care can do at uhc.com. Well, joining us this week on the Brown Bears Sports Report gives me great pleasure to welcome our women's lacrosse program. And joining us tonight is their head coach, Keely McDonald from the class of 2000. Keely, how are you? I'm doing great, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great. Well, thank you for being with us. And it's a night for your seniors tonight. We're joined by six out of the seven seniors on your team. Let's introduce each of them. First, a uh, defender from Wayne, Pennsylvania, Allison Lanzone. Allison, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing great, Allison. Thank you for being with us. Uh, an attack woman from Campton, New Hampshire. And I just learned where Campton is. I thought it was a misspelling. I thought it was Hampton, New Hampshire. <laughs> Risa Mosenthal is with us. Risa, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. it's uh, so, in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, up, in the, up in the mountains, right? Yeah, yeah, it's far up there. God's country. Well, thank you for being with us, Risa. Appreciate it. Uh, a goalie from East Windsor, New Jersey, Kate Barrett, is our guest as well. Kate, how are you? Doing well, thank you. Well, thank you for being with us. Uh, a defender slash midi from Bronxville, New York. Mason Warble is our guest as well. Mason, how are you tonight? I'm good, thanks. Mason, thank you for being with us. Maggie Fowler, attack woman from Bethesda, Maryland, is with us as well. Maggie, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having us. And thank you for joining us. And also, uh, attack slash midi from Syosset, New York, uh, Caitlin Igneri is with us. Caitlin, how are you? 
I'm doing well. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Well, thank you all for being with us. Coach, we'll go back to you. And uh, in your 17th season as head coach of the program, you know, I go back to 2019 when your team finished four and three in Ivy play, which I think was the most Ivy wins in, in like 20 years in program history. Uh, and, and it really showed, I think, a lot of us that follow the program that you're starting to build something here. And then last season, before the pandemic hit, your team played the final game in the Ivy League, as a matter of fact, before all sports were shut down and an impressive win over a nationally ranked Virginia Tech team. I guess just talk to us about, you know, where this program is, because I really feel like it is heading in the right direction. Yeah, thanks, Brett, Scott. Um, yeah, it's weird to think our last full season was so long ago. And certainly these players right here have been a big part of that success, that uh, 2019 season. And then in 20, we were off to a good start, had a really close loss to Dartmouth and um, great win against Virginia Tech. And we're super excited about the rest of that season. Um, so we're hoping to build off of 2019 and 20. Same thing for 21, but obviously there were um, different things that came up. So we haven't had the opportunity to compete with this group, but I do think this group behind the scenes, off the field, positionally, defensively, offensively, in the midfield have met, made a crazy big impact for the program. And so it'll be certainly sad to see this group go. You know, I, I know that there's still some uncertainty as to, you know, what games, if any, your team will be able to schedule this spring. I know you're in the midst of trying to make those efforts to schedule games if you can, but the, the rules are you have to look within a 40-mile radius as the crow flies of campus. And talking to you earlier on the phone today, Coach, you said right now uh, none of those opponents were available, but I guess it remains a fluid situation, right? You haven't given up on the, on the fact that you might still be able to play some games this spring. Yeah, thanks for asking. I get lots of emails from alumni and parents and just what are we doing? What is happening? Are you having a season? So it's good. It's good of you to ask me and kind of say what we're doing. Um, yeah, so right now, right when we got the news that we didn't have an Ivy League season and that we could play teams within 40 miles, of course, the coaching staff over the next week reached out to everybody and most of the schedules were filled or maybe league only. And perhaps if there's cancellations, we could play. So that's kind of where we are is we're waiting to see if any of those teams might have cancellations and anyone who's been following any lacrosse or really any sports this year, is there, there have been a ton of cancellations. So we're competing. We've had a few practices where we've had everyone back and are really enjoying playing together and finding ways to compete inter-squad wise. And hopefully if something opens up that we will have the opportunity to play, and we'll certainly take advantage of that as long as protocols and all of that work out for both schools. Allison, I'm sure it has to be great to be back on the field with your teammates practicing, and I'm sure you'd love to have games, but how much did you miss lacrosse and being with your teammates during this, this pandemic, which has lasted for more than a year now? Yeah, it's definitely great to be back out on the field. Um, for a while, we were doing no contact, so I think lacrosse, kind of like what we're used to felt pretty distant. Um, but the last couple of weeks being able to do some sevens and kind of get back into the swing of things was really special and uh, definitely made me realize how much I miss it and just being able to go kind of full speed with everyone. So definitely miss it. You know, Risa, like uh, Allison, you're someone who's really played a lot. So this time off has probably been really strange for you, hasn't it? Yeah, it's definitely took a lot of adjustment, um, but we've all been staying in touch with the whole thing. So it's just really nice to have our teammate to um, kind of have our backs through the whole thing and be able to support each other. So 
um, that's been great for getting through such a weird time. Kate, fingers crossed, maybe we can get some games on the schedule this spring. And, you know, again, I look at your team and I look at what's been done the past couple of years. And then I also look at the fact that I think nine of your 10 returning leading scorers from a year ago are back on the team. So I have to imagine that if you if you are able to play, that the expectations for this team are pretty high. Yeah, I think that we all hold pretty high standards for ourselves, no matter sort of what the situation has been. But I do really think that one of the strongest points of our team is our culture. And that's something that we were luckily not able to lose, even though we weren't practicing for so long. So I think that because of that, no matter what, we'll do as well as we really want to. Mason, uh, what what do you miss the most about the pre-pandemic norm when things were normal before this all started? Um, I would say competing, getting to play against other teams. Um, We've been having really great practices, especially recently. We've been able to get more competitive in terms of having contact during practices, which has been really fun. But I think we all do definitely miss actual competitions. So it would be really great if we could get back up to that. Maggie, I know last year was an abbreviated season, but you were off to a nice start, 14 points. And I think your eight assists led the team. So, uh, you know, individually, you were off to a nice start as well as the team with that win over Virginia Tech before things came to an end. Yeah, we were all definitely pretty excited with how the season started off. And I think we really started on a good note. So that news was pretty crushing, I think, for all of us as a whole. And I think we're such a close knit team. It made it pretty hard also to see those seniors go. So yeah, definitely was not, not the season we expected, but we were happy with how it started. So hopefully we can continue on that path in the coming years. Caitlin, take us through uh, that game a year ago against Virginia tech. If I'm not mistaken, coach McDonald talked to you and your teammates before the game and said, look, this is it. Unfortunately, Ivy league sports are going to be shut down because of the pandemic after this game. So your team knew going out onto the field that that was it for the season. And you played with such great energy and passion and emotion. The men's team was in the stands cheering you guys on. I think everybody that was there just knew the gravity of the situation and your team really rose to the occasion. Me, Caitlin. Um, Yeah, no, I would, I would definitely agree with that. I think uh, coach brought us into the locker room and kind of gave us the option of, do you guys want to play right now? Because our emotions were super high, um, like very intense. There's tears and we kind of, all got together and realized like there's nothing more that we want than to compete like one last time um, with our seniors at the time. And so, yeah, we went out there, we gave it our all. We played like we had nothing to lose because we didn't. And it was really great to have so much support and all these fans um, cheering us on. So it was pretty awesome. Allison, uh, you started every game of your career here at Brown, and uh, I know you certainly hope that you haven't played your last, but uh, just kind of talk to us a little bit about your now three and a half years here as a member of the women's lacrosse program. Yeah, um, from the start, I definitely felt super supported. Um, We have a great culture on our team, as Kate was talking about, so I think that uh, that made it easier to kind of quickly acclimate to uh, the culture within our Brown team. Um, and just to know that we all have each other's backs and that definitely played a big part in um, our team's success as a whole. Risa, uh, you led the team in scoring last year, uh, 19 goals, 20 points overall. Uh, you've been a multiple all Ivy selection, a Tawarton watch list uh, performer for the last two years. Um, talk to us about your experience. Uh, you obviously adapted to the college game very well and right away coming in from high school. 
Yeah, um, I think it was really kind of a smooth transition just with how much support um, our coaches, our teammates, just everyone um, gave me. So I think it was a smooth transition. And I am just so appreciative and lucky to be on such a great team that makes it easy to come in and um, compete at your highest level. Everyone just is constantly pushing everyone to be their best. And um, like uh, my other teammates have mentioned, our culture is just so strong. So it really allows people to really just be the best they can be. So having that um, supporting me really made it an easy transition and just has allowed me to really play as best as I can these past four years. Kate, uh, you play a tough position goalie. Uh, Tell me what the key or keys are to being successful between the pipes or in the cage. Yeah, I think definitely one of the biggest keys is pretty much to try and just stay as even keeled as possible, which isn't easy at times, but I think with, with everyone, as it's been said so many times, with everyone being so supportive, that just really helps. Plus, if you have another person to chirp back and forth with, like I do with Maggie. It also makes it a little more fun during practice. So. <laughs> uh, Mason, uh, you're a former All-Ivy performer yourself. Uh, 22 draw controls last year. Fantastic job there. Um, what's the key to, to winning those draw controls? Um, I think the biggest key would be working with other people in the circle. And um, we do a lot of a lot of practice with each other in terms of getting to know how each other like to play. And it's definitely just a team win. Like it's never about one person in the center winning. I think it's really just about how we all work together very well. And we practice it a lot. So, yeah. Maggie, uh, Lax is a family affair for the Fowlers, I guess, right? Your dad, your uncle, and your sister were all college lacrosse players, right? Yes, that's right. So was there ever any doubt that you were going to play? Um, Not really. It was definitely my own decision that wasn't forced upon me by any means, but it was kind of something I grew up doing and it was pretty easy to just kind of have a catch with my dad all the time. Um, and now my little brother is in high school playing. So it's definitely been something that's just been a part of my life for so long. It only made sense to try to play in college and I'm really happy it worked out the way it did because it's definitely something that's in the family. It's fun to talk about. Katie, uh, you scored your first career goal as a freshman against Monmouth uh, over three years ago. Um, I don't know if that seems like just yesterday or if it seems like a long time ago. What have these last three plus years been like? Have they gone by very quickly or, or not so much? Yeah, it definitely flew by. I mean, I cannot believe that we are graduating in a month. It is crazy. Um, but hey, time flies when you're having fun. It's been really awesome. It's We, we always have a good time. We're, we do a really good job of balancing serious and fun, um, which I love about our team. So yeah, it flew by, unfortunately. Coach, I know we're going to talk more about your seniors at the end. I'm going to ask you to say a few words to them to, to close the show tonight. But as I mentioned earlier, nine of your 10 leading scorers from a year ago returning to this year's team. So if you do get on the field, uh, I feel like, you know, the talent is there to win some games. Um, yeah, for sure. The talent is there. Um we, you know, it's been nice to finally get to phase three and then to get everybody at practice. Um, that's been a bit of a challenge. So now that we're actually practicing, it's a little different than a normal year where you have a fall ball, you have a preseason, you know, right now we're probably a week into full contact practice. So that is a little bit different, but certainly the motivation, the talent, um, the drive, the excitement to compete, 
you know, that's just in their blood. So I'm not concerned at all of how hard we would play and what we would do. And um, we have enough veterans that, you know, they get the systems that we've been playing for a while. Um, so I'm definitely confident in this group. Keely, what's it been like, as I mentioned, in your 17th season now as head coach at your alma mater? What's it like coaching here at Brown? I would imagine from a recruiting standpoint, right, nobody can sell it better than somebody that actually went to Brown and played in the program. So that has to help you on the recruiting trail because you know what this program's all about. You're a part of it. Yeah, definitely. I think, um, you know, Brown's such a unique school. It's a unique school within the Ivy League. It's a unique school within the nation. And we hope to find student-athletes who think Brown – is the best place ever, as well as want to be a part of our program, which we take pride in, you know, like all the players have said, our unique culture, and certainly with the new, all of the new facilities and all that, that in the last couple of years, that's made a really big impact. But I think for the, any person who's played within the program, program, um, they would say it's all about the people, the unique people who come to Brown and compete, and then also just love the university as well. So it's great that I have a firsthand experience of it, but it definitely changes every year, depending on, you know, the women within the program too. So since you bring up the new facilities, the new center for lacrosse and soccer, what a great thing for your program, the men's program, our men's and women's soccer teams as well. It, look, not that you didn't have a great locker room right over at the Pizzatola Sports Center, but to have everything in one place, right? Your field, your locker rooms, your offices, your meeting space, training, all that stuff to be in one location, that really has to make it much better for your team and your program. Oh, it's awesome. Um, you know, even now we've been able to go into the office the last couple of weeks and just being able to be there, see the players who are on the field. You know, they unfortunately don't get the opportunity to use the locker room right now because of COVID, but in a typical year, it would be amazing. I think it's one of the best facilities in the country um, for learning and film and locker room and training room and all that great stuff. So I think it will make a huge impact for player experience and also just for recruiting as well. It's already made a really big impact for that. Allison, like a lot of student athletes that go and play division one college athletics, you were a multi-sport star in high school. You played basketball and soccer as well. Was lacrosse always your number one sport? Um, it actually wasn't. I was definitely a soccer player first um, and kind of made the transition over my sophomore year of high school. Um, but I'm very glad I did and I couldn't be happier on the team. Um, and with my teammates that are on this call and those that aren't. Um, so I'm very happy where I ended up. Coach mentioned Brown and how special this place is. Why did you pick Brown? What, what lured you to Brown University? Yeah, um, I think it was definitely a combination of the lacrosse team and um, the academic opportunities here, as well as just kind of the overall feel on campus. It's a really special place. Um, even now driving around the sun setting later and, um, it's just, it's really gorgeous all the time. And I think that was uh, definitely super appealing to me. Risa, same question to you. You know, you're probably more from big green country than you are brown bears country. How did you wind up at Brown University a few years ago? Yeah, so I actually had two older sisters that went here. So I always knew about Brown and knew they had such a great experience here. Um, so then I naturally decided to look into it and just learning about the lacrosse program and just the academics and just so many opportunities that Brown provides um, in the classroom through different clubs and extracurriculars. It was a pretty clear choice for me that I wanted to end up on this campus. So um, yeah, it was a pretty easy decision. Kate, I know one of the, the things that has, you know, that's very attractive to a lot of student athletes who consider Brown the open curriculum. Was that something that, uh, that you thought about in the recruiting process? Um, and I'm just curious, 
you know, have you taken any interesting classes outside of your concentration because of the open curriculum here at Brown? Yeah, that was something that definitely really interested me because I was someone who came in really knowing what I wanted to do in college. But along the way, having the open curriculum has allowed me to expand outside of just what I've wanted to. Been been able to take some interesting classes along the way for sure. And it also allows you to take classes with your teammates, which is way more fun than taking classes alone. So. Mason, take us back to the recruiting process a few years ago. Uh, what schools were you considering and what made Brown the right fit for you? Yeah, so similarly to Risa, my older brother went to Brown and he actually also played lacrosse here. So um, Brown was definitely always one of my top choices. And I visited him a couple of times and came to some of his games and definitely fell in love with the school immediately. So Brown was always my top choice. So it was a pretty easy decision. Maggie, I know lacrosse is big in your home state of Maryland. How did you wind up here at Brown? Um, I definitely not like my um, teammates here. Like I didn't have any real family connection here, but I definitely was interested in going to New England for school. I thought it'd be fun to kind of move somewhere else and get a different feel. Um, I mean, and it's amazing here. The campus is absolutely gorgeous. And it's actually funny. Like every time I came to campus, it was raining. So I never really saw what it looked like. And then when I finally got here, I was like, oh my gosh, it's beautiful. But I think, like everyone said, the academic appeal was definitely there. It's obviously an incredible education that we've gotten our past four years. So that's been a huge plus. And the team was a pretty, pretty easy choice. Everyone was so nice on every visit. And I think it was hard to pass up an opportunity here. So very happy with past four years overall. Katie, take us back to your senior year in high school when you were considering different schools to attend. Uh, why Brown? Yeah, so I would argue that I loved where Brown is. Providence, I think, is super awesome because you're able to like walk 10 minutes and you're downtown, you're in like a cute little city. But then I also love that Brown has the campus feel. Like when you walk through the gate, you really feel like you're on a college campus. So I love how versatile it was. Um, I would also say like, Coach Keeley made us feel like really safe and wanted. And that was something that I definitely took into account. Um, my parents loved her and they thought that this would be like such a great fit for me. Um, and it was so super grateful for that. Coach, because of these unique circumstances with the pandemic over the past year, the Ivy League has uh, kind of um, made a little bit of a rule change in that if, if senior student athletes want to apply to grad school at their current institution, they can and retain a year of eligibility in whatever sport that they play. Um, are any of your seniors considering something like that? I'm, I'm sure you'd welcome any and all of them back if that were the case. Yeah, we'll take them all. We'll take them all back. Um, yeah, a couple of them are considering it. Not so much grad school. I think that's a, you know, kind of a tough thing to get into right at the end, you know, when they're, when they already have other plans. But I think some of them are considering deferring their job opportunities and returning. Um, and, you know, as with all our student athletes for the last, what is it, you know, years. So everyone has made all different choices. You know, we've had some student athletes take a leave this semester or this year, um, whether they're sophomores or juniors, the first years may be taking a leave this summer. So everyone's kind of working out what's best for them. And that's what we've tried to do as a coaching staff is, you know, there's no one path through a pandemic. You know, every kid has to figure out what's best for her athletically, academically. Um, but there's no doubt if I could press repeat for these seniors for another year, another four years. That would be amazing. It was pretty cool hearing all their, their version of their recruiting stories. Cause you know, I have my own version too of just them coming on campus and 
the coming bears and all that. So it was kind of fun to, a little sad too, but fun to go back and listen to, you know, what, what their process was like for them. And coach, correct me if I'm wrong too. Um, there are some concentrations at Brown where you can uh, matriculate a ninth semester towards your degree. Is that, is that correct? Definitely. So some of this, these, um, these women are considering a ninth semester. So that would look like, you know, they would take potentially off their fall and work or get, um, you know, some working experience and then compete for us next spring. So that's definitely on the table for some of them. Okay. Let's go around the horn. Allison, what's your concentration and uh, ideally what would you like to do after graduating from Brown? Sure. Um, I'm a health and human biology concentrator um, and I'm on the pre-med track. So um, I don't, I don't know exactly what the plan is in the future, um, but I've definitely enjoyed my coursework so far here and have been able to explore a bit as well, um, especially this year since I've wrapped up my uh, concentration requirements. Risa, how about you? What's your concentration and what would you like to do upon graduation? Um, yeah, so I'm an environmental science major and upon graduation, I'm actually moving out to Portland, Oregon for a job and I'll be working in supply chain and working on sustainability within that. So I'm very excited. Congratulations. That's great. Uh, Kate Barrett, uh, what's your concentration and what are your plans for after graduation? I am a cell and molecular biology concentrator and my plans for graduation are actually to stick around in Providence one more year and work for an orthopedic surgeon here and while doing so apply to medical school. So. Oh, congratulations. That's great. Mason, how about you? Concentration, plans after graduation? Uh, I'm a public health major, and I'm going to graduate school in the fall um, for communication sciences and disorders. Uh, and where are you going to grad school? Columbia. Okay, hey, congratulations. Uh, Maggie, what's your concentration and what are your plans? I'm an applied math major with an economics focus, um, and I'm kind of on a mathematical finance track. So I have some experience in finance in the past, so hopefully pursue something like that in New York City is the plan if it works out. Okay, Katie, how about you? What's your concentration and what would you like to do after graduating? Yeah, so I'm BEO um, and I did the business econ track and I will be doing sales and trading in New York. Well, congratulations. Uh, Coach, talk to us a little bit about your alumni network. And I know how important the alumni are to your program, to all of our athletic programs. And, you know, they help give these young ladies a network that they can, you know, jump into once they graduate from Brown. But how important is the Brown Women's Lacrosse Alumni Network to your program? It's super important. Um, you know, I think it's, you hear all the, the players right now talking about the opportunities they have. Um, certainly they've earned all of those and some of them have been woven through connections with different alumni or maybe it's an internship or even it's, it's not the actual turning into a job. It might be like, hey, this is what I do. This is, you know, what I did at Brown and just, just some back and forth is really nice for them, even if it's casual with players who are just a year or two older. Um, you know, I know there's kind of like a, a medical school track that started a couple of years and then they, they kind of help each other go like, this is what you do, this is what we've done, that kind of thing. Same thing for finance. Um, and we've had different speakers come on, what do you want, need to do on LinkedIn? What do you need to do for this or that? So I think the alumni network formally and then just kind of organically, casually is awesome. I know a lot of these players have received texts of, you know, support after, you know, not having a season this year. And I think just that even goes a really long way. Certainly help professionally is amazing, but just like 
we're sorry, you know, we, we've been in your shoes, we can't imagine what it's like, and we're behind you, I think is even more important um, in some ways. So it's just an awesome group of people. And, you know, we hope that the program can support the alums and vice versa. Um, so there, it's, it's so critical to who we are as a program. You know, Keely, we've talked, I think, ad nauseum about the pandemic and how it's affected all of us, the, the whole world. Um, I, I think Brown's done a great job. And look, it hasn't been easy, but I think when you look at the, the protocols and the testing that's been put in place uh, by President Paxson and the university, and you look at the rate of positivity, which for the most part has been very low when you consider what other colleges have gone through, what the state of Rhode Island, what the national positivity rate has been. I feel like Brown's done a great job. And, and that's from the top on down. And I think, look, it's only as good as the student athletes themselves, right? They have to be responsible getting tested twice a week. And they have to be responsible about staying in their own pods and doing, you know, the things that they're supposed to do. And I feel like that's happened here at Brown. Yeah, definitely. I think overall, the fall and to the spring, um, you know, those rates don't happen if the kids on campus aren't doing what they need to be doing. I think nobody who hasn't been a college student during a pandemic pandemic can understand how different their lives have been over the last year. So I do think they've done an amazing job overall, just, um, you know, kind of taking care of themselves, keep taking care of their teammates, finding the good in the situation if they can. So overall, I've been extremely proud of the group. All right, Allison, we're going to go around the horn with some fun questions. Um, what are you going to miss the most about your time at Brown? Um, I think just this group right here, um, we've been through four years together. So not having them all by my side will definitely be an adjustment. All right, Risa, who, who keeps it light, like on road trips and, you know, at practice? Who's, who's the, the, the joker on the team? Um, I'd say out of this group, probably Katie is, keeps it very light. Um, she's willing to throw some chirps at people, get people laughing. So definitely Katie. <laughs> Katie, you want to respond to that? <laughs> I'll be nice. I won't throw in a chirp, but um, <laughs> I try. We keep it fun. All of us are pretty fun, so it works out. Katie, what's your favorite spot on Thayer Street? Chipotle. Chipotle? Okay. Also, like, when I was making my decision about where to go to school, Chipotle, having a Chipotle so close was... <laughs> <laughs> The reason I chose Brown, Chipotle. <laughs> I can see that you're the one that does keep it light. Uh, Kate, how about uh, you? Uh, what's your favorite spot on campus to just hang out? When, like when things are normal, where do you like to just chill? Um, I think even when things are normal, just hanging out in our house has been super fun still. Sitting around like our little kitchen island is just it's so fun. <laughs> Mason, uh, the Ratty or the V-Dub, which is better in your eyes? I gotta go with the V-Dub. Why? Um, I don't know, it's slightly better food in my opinion. Okay, all right. Maggie, um, same question to you that I asked Allison, you know, what are you gonna miss the most about your, your four years here? Um, I think people will be a big part of it. And honestly, just like the dynamic weeks, like I think kind of having something different happen every day is fun. It's definitely not like a consistent thing. I feel like we change things up a decent amount. So I think I'll miss kind of having different fun things to do every week. Um, and definitely this, this group in particular will be a sad one to say bye to. So coach, uh, how's practice been going? I know you, your team is practicing with the hopes that you can schedule some games here before the spring is over with, but what's, what's practice been like? 
It's been awesome. Um, particularly in the last week or so when we've had full competitions, um, you know, I think these, these women are so competitive by nature that to not compete for a whole year is pretty tough. So we've tried to have offense versus defense, keep track of scores, three V three, um, you know, as many competitions that we can have. And then it's been actually super cool to see. Um, we've had a couple systems from defense or offense, right? Clear that, you know, take some time to learn and just to see the success rate being able to pick it up so quickly when they haven't played in a year. Um, and to be able to have some pretty nice plays rolling early is just, it's awesome. The energy energy has been great. The first years have been really well integrated into the team. So, um, and that's without really even being able to see each other socially that much. So I just think they've done an outstanding job of, um, making it as competitive and as true to Brown lacrosse as possible. So that's not easy to do. Coach, I want to give the last word to you. What would you like to say to the six seniors with us tonight in Auden Elliott who couldn't join us? So your seven seniors, whether or not this will be their, you know, their last year here at Brown, their last year in the program, what would you like to say to them? Yeah, it's like, so it's always so emotional. I did this last year too. Um, so yeah, even if a couple of them return, I think it, it doesn't, you know, take away from the fact that these these women have been together for the four years so that we won't have this group again together. And like you said, the very beginning of the call, um, you know, we've done some great things on the field, have had unprecedented success, really amazing competition and high level play um, throughout their four years. I think this group, you know, it just goes to show like all the behind the scenes, really caring about people, um, taking the extra second to be a good person, talk to each other. And, you know, as they've all said, keep it really light, just enjoy. Like we have so much to be grateful for. And even this group in the pandemic has brought so much gratitude and excitement and passion and kindness to their teammates, even when they've had a hard time. So I think what I'm just going to miss is the cohesion of this particular group of people. Like when I look at them, I just think they're just the, the perfect group to work together. Each one of them brings something really unique and um, to our team. And so it's definitely was really hard not having a real season for these women to actually be seniors together and really get the team, you know, operating at a high level on the field. Um, but they've almost done it in a more profound way with what they've done for their teammates throughout the pandemic, which I think their teammates will remember forever. And I think that's the kind of legacy they're going to leave is just the imprint that they have on each other, the imprint that they have on their teammates, the imprint that they have on the coaching staff. Um, so I'm just really grateful for each one of them. Well, Keely, thank you. And seniors, whether or not this is your last semester on campus or whether you'll be back and hopefully part of the program next year, thank you for, for all that you've done, not just for Brown Women's Lacrosse, but just representing the athletic department, the university, your families so well. And, and good luck to all of you, whatever your future might hold. Thank you, Rita. Thank you. Yeah. All right. The Brown Women's Lacrosse team, our guest on this week's edition of the Brown Bears Sports Report. You've been listening to the Brown Bears Sports Report on the Brown Bears Sports Network. For more information on Brown University Athletics, visit brownbears.com.